Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. So today's episode is the very first episode I posted on Her Daily Drive. Unfortunately, though, I didn't know that after three months, I had to start paying a subscription fee per month to keep the episodes up. And this one was deleted from the platform that delivers my podcasts. But it actually is one of my favorites, and it's a woman who I have so much respect for and am honored to know. So I wanted to upload it again. And as there are only a couple of episodes left before I take a break over the Christmas holidays, I thought now is a better time than any. So let's take a jump back in time when my recording skills were still developing as it was my first one. I love Sue and how much she loves and trusts God. Her story inspired me and so I hope this episode encourages you. In today's episode, our very first episode on Her Daily Drive, Sue Cameron, who's a lead pastor's wife, is going to talk to us a little bit about how she spends time with God and how it's not all about one size fits all. But before we get started on the interview, let's take a listen to Sue's testimony. My name's Sue. I was brought up going to church. At the age of 12, I felt strongly to give my life to the Lord. Although at that stage I became a Christian, I didn't live a Christ-centered life. While I was in high school, a country church developed a relationship with a city church. One year their youth group would be built by us, and the next year our youth group would go to them. Being a country kid, when I finished high school, I moved to the city to go to uni. Due to the relationship we had with Coromandel Valley, it was natural to make the 20-minute trek up the hill to youth group and church. There were a lot of uni students at the youth group, and this became my family. It was with the teaching I received here that I began to spend more time with Jesus. Over the next few years, I finished uni, began working with children and got married, all the time developing a relationship with Jesus through life group, Bible study, spending time in prayer and attending church and spending time in community. After our first child, Joel, was born, we moved to Tasmania for two years where we had our second child, Emily. Although I personally didn't feel a definite call to move to Tasmania, I can see how God used this time to bring us closer to each other and to him. We experienced how it feels to have no family around and how you can feel lonely even when surrounded by people. We experienced the love of God shone through people around us when they did small things which meant so much to us. We spent the next eight years in South Australia two years with Stuart in Bible College, then six years with him working for the South Australian Synod, which is the governing body of the United Church. After Emily started school, I worked as a relief teacher in kindergartens. After a few years, this led to a nearly full-time contract with the education department, which was perfect as I had the same time off as my children. During this time, Stuart was offered a job, half-time teaching, half-time for a publishing company with great pay, which we accepted. Everything was going well. I had a job that I loved. 
Stuart was looking forward to a job that was perfect for him and our children were happy and had great peer groups. After we had accepted this position, thinking we had our lives sorted, we received a phone call from the people at New Life asking us to consider a call here. My immediate response was frustration as we had our lives sorted. Stuart convinced me to come and talk to them so I came for a holiday. While walking around the property, I felt God say to me that this was where we needed to be. I knew that this had to come from God. As he spoke to me and logically, we were all organised to stay put. I tearfully told Stuart, but as God hadn't spoken to him yet, we didn't make an official decision. After a few weeks, while Stuart was in New Zealand for work, God spoke to him through the word. I was quite relieved when he told me. Due to his position in South Australia, we had a year to wait while changes in South Australia were completed. During this time, God was faithful and continually spoke to me confirming our decisions. Numerous times through his word and through the words of songs, I particularly held on to verses such as 1 Thessalonians 5.24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Sue, thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. Welcome to Her Daily Drive. The first question that I have for you today is, do you believe God can speak to every single one of us? I do. I believe that through building a relationship with God that we can hear from God. It says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and thankfulness in your hearts to God. So there are many different ways that we can build a relationship with God and through building that relationship, I believe that people can hear from God. The first part of that verse that you mentioned talks about dwelling in God's word. How do you dwell in God's word? I actually find reading the Bible is a discipline that doesn't come naturally to me. So I find that using a devotional helps me to do that and that there's many different ways that people can use devotionals and they can be developed around a theme or they can just be a daily devotional. So that helps me. But there's also when you sing songs, They can be developed around scripture. So it's a really good idea to listen to the words of the songs that we sing so that you can learn different scripture like that. Well, you're definitely not alone when it comes to struggling to read the Bible. Definitely. I um, often, when Stuart and I talk, he will say that he finds it quite easy to read the Bible. And I'll say I find it a lot easier when I'm in prayer with God. So I might be driving along, see an ambulance go by and immediately start praying about that situation so I just find that I'm all the time talking to God and asking him to be in different situations that are around me. You talked a little bit before about um, songs and in the scripture that you said it talked about singing psalms and hymns and uh, spiritual praise to God. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how we can actually use song to dwell on God's word? Yep. When I was growing up, we had songs that were basically scripture and song. And that was a really good way for me to learn different verses from the Bible. And I recognize now when I do sing those songs that they are based completely on scripture. And I find that perhaps when when you're singing now that it's a good idea to stop singing and listen to the words that you're actually saying Yeah, you just learn so much through that way. That song can't stop your love 
for me. I think that that talks about being in darkness and fear and despair and things and just says, you know, whatever you're experiencing, you can't stop my love for you. And I'm thinking, wow, isn't that great that God just pursues us wherever we are. What other things are important to us when we're trying to listen and hear from God? I think that it's really important that we spend time with him. So that can be in lots of different ways. Some people find it easy to spend time with him reading the Bible and dwelling on that. Some people find it easy to spend time with him listening to worship songs and dwelling on the words from the worship songs. And some people find it easy to spend time with him in prayer. And I think it's just important that you spend time with him. Now, you briefly mentioned this in your testimony, but can you tell us a time in your life when you heard from God? We felt about 10 years ago that our lives were all organised. I was working for the education department, which was really good. It was basically the same times as my children were at school. I had two afternoons off a week, which was perfect for me because I could do what I wanted to do during that time. And Stuart had just been offered a job, half-time teaching and half-time working for a publishing company in South Australia. So we felt that we were organised. We didn't have to move. The kids were happy at their school. We had everything organised. We were really happy with the church that we were going to. It had a big youth group and the kids were happy there. And then we got a call from New Life Church and we got asked to consider moving to Queensland. And during that time, I was thinking, well, I just don't want to because I felt like I was really happy where I was and that we were organised. Anyway, Stuart convinced me that we should come up and have a talk with the people up here. We decided that the way that we'd do that was for it to be a holiday and that was how I could accept that we would do that. And we came up here and were able to meet with different people and talk. And I still felt quite convinced that in South Australia was where we were supposed to be. We were walking around the property during the, I think it was near the end of our time up here, and I really felt that God said to me that this was where we were supposed to be. And I felt quite emotional. I told Stuart that I felt that God had spoke to me, and I don't know how he said it to me, whether I heard his voice or whether it was just a really strong feeling that I had, but I knew that he'd spoken to me. At that stage, because he hadn't spoken to Stuart, Stuart was saying, well, we really can't make a decision because he hasn't spoken to me. I mean, after a few weeks, he did speak to Stuart and say that we need to move, but I feel really convinced that he spoke to me first because I was the one who was so against it. Then we went back to South Australia. It was another year before we did move. During that time, God continually confirmed the decision for me. I guess it's natural to doubt what he has told you if it doesn't happen straight away. And he continually confirmed. And it's really good now to be able to say we're here because we're called. Because sometimes that's all that we can hold. That's all that we can hold on to. You know, if things seem really bad, we can just say. We were called and it's the right decision. Mind you, I really believe that some people say I'm really seeking whether I should take this line or that line and I want God to tell me which way to go. I really believe that even if people 
perhaps don't hear from God a definite way to go or for some reason they choose a way that perhaps isn't right, I still think God will honour that. It's not like God's going to say, you've done the wrong thing, I'm going to slap you around the head and get rid of you. He doesn't work like that, does he? Sue, do you have any final words of encouragement for young women out there who are trying to hear from God? I do. I think that it's really important that we have a relationship with God so that there is a chance that he can talk to us. He's more likely to be able to say something to us if we have a relationship with him and we do spend some time with him, whether that is through Bible reading, prayer or listening to songs or some other way that you might have a relationship with God. It's just important that there is that relationship so that he has a chance to talk to us. Thanks so much for joining us today on Her Daily Drive. I hope you like the little blast of the past. Next week is another amazing woman who runs a very successful wedding photography company. I've asked her to come and share about her story in chasing this dream of starting her very own business. Until then, have a wonderful week.